Three, two, one. Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, potluck style reviews where we dish out the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. This is Milo, live and in stereo. Roll the clock back 36 years and 113 days. A little Aquarius baby was born in Frankfurt, Germany on a military base and the spirit of hip hop looked upon him with favor. The anointed baby boy went on to relocate to Fayetteville, North Carolina and blossom into a talented young man, later moving to Queens, New York and graduating magna cum laude from St. John's University in 2007. He released his groundbreaking mixtape, The Come Up, the same year and caught the attention of hip hop icon and business mogul Jay-Z, who would later sign him to Rock Nation in 2009, setting the stage for the release of his debut album, Cold World, The Sideline Story, which peaked number one on the Billboard charts. It tripled the label's expectations. Some of you are still bumping work out to this day. I know it. 14 years and certified platinum later, Mr. Jermaine Cole now resides in his home state of North Carolina in Raleigh, about an hour away from Fayetteville. He is valued at $60 million. Jesus. Although, yeah. It's a lot. $60 million, even though his haircut might not suggest that. According to Celebrities uh, Network's website, and uh, Forbes like valued him at $30 million just three years ago, and Celebrity Net Worth, that's the $60 million figure. So $30 million in three years. Mm-hmm. However, the, emisen- the eminence... The eminence of Mr. Jermaine Cole is not the subject of today's discussion, but rather his latest project, The Off Season. And according to Nikki Swift, some entertainment, celebrity entertainment website, all of the tracks on The Off Season are expected to appear on the top 40 of Billboard's Hot 100, which would make this the first album with over 10 songs to do that. End quote. So Hungry Hip Hop is here to see if it lives up to the hype. Mark, what's up? Hey, really? The first one would take... Interesting. I know someone else had a recent stat that was very similar. I just can't remember who. Um, anywho. First of all, that sounded like a gospel, my nigga. <laughs> the gospel of Jamaica. <laughs> uh, this is the Messiah of the 2010s. Fuck out of here. But anyway, anyway though, um, so the off-season... Uh, I'm going to just keep this pretty short. I was not a fan of this album. Uh, I was pretty disappointed. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I was pretty disappointed. I really, really fucking loved 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Um, I didn't like For Your Eyes Only, but it was really only for a specific person. So that makes sense. Uh, KOD, I loved. I thought KOD was great. Um, I loved all the singles he released up to this. I loved all of them. The album of the year music video, uh, some of the tracks that are actually on this album, like the singles. But when I actually started to listen to the actual album, I'm like, wow, this sounds like a mixtape. This sounds like hard beats and hard flows. This doesn't sound like any nice concept. This doesn't sound like any really thought-provoking lyrics, um, except like a couple bars here and there, but not anything conceptually. Um, the features don't add a goddamn thing for me they're neutral at best uh and it was just kind of like he has no really good singing to be honest on this album where some of his other albums have better singing on it and so yeah this to me it felt if he would have like promoted this as a mixtape and dropped it as like a random mixtape 
that'd be one thing, but like your next long awaited album, you know, and I get what feels like you just went to a booth and spit some rhymes. So that's my thoughts. Alan. I really never would have guessed that I liked this album more than you, Mark, mm. honestly. And <laughs> I, I do. I think this album is fire. There's a couple tracks I don't like, but from the first track, when, uh, when one little John comes in and he's like, put your hood up. I was wondering, I'm like, is this actually up. little John? <laughs> it, it, no, it is little John. He has That's fucking, crazy. fucking little John on, Cameron on that track. I think it's fucking great. I, I'm a little... I'm most surprised that you don't like For Your Eyes Only if you do appreciate kind of J. Cole singing a little more. I mean, I still like him, need him rapping, though. That just wasn't enough. Like, it was there were no hard beats on that album, if I remember correctly. So. But this album has some hard beats on it. In but my not opinion. the singing. <laughs> and yes, it has a lot less singing than a For Your Eyes Only. And I don't know I came into this not... See, you also like KOD more than I did. I didn't like KOD as much, mm-hmm. but... But this one really just felt like you said it has a mixtape vibe. I totally agree, but it it worked. When he comes with the bars talking about putting putting an L on your head or and now you're Mario's brother or whatever. Yeah. Just a fantastic bars. A couple tracks I don't like, but I mostly will save that. If you were looking for another one of those little like little J. Cole oh. facts, it's his album KOD actually had six tracks on the billboard top 200 yeah. and he's the only artist who has done that since literally the beatles which is insanity yeah, to that me was crazy. that was a crazy stuff yeah and it just goes to show you he has appeal from a mass audience he has appeal from old head boomers like me and he can kind of just hit everything in between which is what i think i make <sighs> i think what makes him such a dynamic artist but yeah I liked it. We'll get into a few tracks I didn't like as much because there are those. Also, I want to mention there are features on this album, which is definitely yeah, a weird it's crazy one. just in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Which I was is like, a weird one for him. But I definitely put that as a strength of this album. I already mentioned Little John. Little Baby actually has my favorite verse of any feature on this, and I thought that thing was fire. And so for him to break his whole meme about I did it without features. Like at least he came through and did it strong. So mm. yeah, I I actually really liked it. Uh, what did we think of this first track? I already mentioned I loved it. I hey, really like Milo's thoughts. Milo's thoughts. Oh, Milo, if you didn't oh. go, go ahead. Well, if my introduction was any indication, <laughs> I like this album. So it's an easy album to listen to. Give it two listens. It's about forty minutes long. Average song length three minutes. Perfect. And longest song is the climb back which is like a single off of this album along with the interlude actually both um the interlude is the shortest song the climb back is the longest song both of them were singles not my favorite but at any rate some of the features so there are actually some vocals from p diddy on this on the climb back actually and you got other features from six black is that how you pronounce his name black black just black okay so just black uh, but this uh, other rapper named boz and 21 savage is actually uh, on this album as well so what listeners should expect Mark, although some of the points in his intro were a little off, this is not anything new. This is Cole doing what Cole does, and it's good. This was like listening to the come up. Braggadocious lines over really hard beats. He's, Mark mentioned that it was like listening to a mixtape. The come up was a mixtape. So it was very similar in feel to that. However, I do think Cole did experiment enough with like trap sounds and trap style delivery 
enough to break it away from that, even though it's not entirely new or very innovative because the trap he did wasn't super mind blowing. But it does feel like a mixtape. It does feel like the come up, but there's a little a little bit more flavor to it that differentiates it completely from that. But don't expect anything groundbreaking. As for thought provoking lyrics, they're totally thought provoking lyrics. Here. Like he's talking. There's a there's a song about toxic machismo and how it can get you into bad situations. He comes after his haters who try to you know criticize him even though they're barely barely making up and and he talks about how people cap in rap songs like straight up says y'all talk about here y'all y'all are killers only thing i say you kill in this time so i don't know about you but i think that's pretty thought-provoking but we can get into the, the the details as we get into song by song but i think it was a solid album it was like listening to the come up with a little a little bit of seasoning on it hence the name of this episode That's it. That that's the tweet, Alan. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I liked it, but why don't we just jump into this first track here, ninety-five South? Because, like, like I said earlier, I thought this was just a fire intro. I mean, if this is the off season, this feels more like we're getting opening night, in my <laughs> opinion. The first the first game of the season, and and everyone's coming. But like, I was definitely surprised when when he actually had Cameron come on and I just hadn't heard him. And when's the last time you heard Cameron? I don't know, bro. It's, been, <laughs> it's been a while, right? Yeah. It's been a long so that time. Was, so it, so that was just surprising to me, especially the fact that I wasn't expecting the features, but I really liked just this song just fucking pumped me up. And I really, is this the, is this the one with the, with Mario's brother line on it? Uh, Luigi's I brother. I think it's a song. Yeah, put an M yeah. on your head, you Luigi's brother now. I could put an M on your head, you Luigi's brother now. Fucking awesome bar. And I don't know, this is this is a track of J. Cole really getting back to basics, which is the whole kind of feel of this album. Like I like how you mentioned that it has the mixtape feel. I actually really, really like that actually. This feels like if he was trying to be more of like an older, I would almost say an older school rapper if we didn't have those kind of trap drums that we do feel. There is, we are going to get to a song later that I don't really like called 100 Mil that feels a lot more like a track, like a normal trap song from today. But this one right here is just a great way to come in, hit hard lines like Krispy Kreme Dreams. Sometimes my dogs want to kill 12. Fucking love it. And there's just this moment when Lil John comes in and he says, put your hood up, put your hood up. And just that line just hits so hard. I absolutely loved it. This was a fire, fire intro. Mark, I'm getting a feeling you didn't like it as much as I did. Why don't you go? I don't like it as much as you did, but I, I mean, I thought it was cool. Like it was, it wasn't a special intro to me. Like on my notes, I put like the beat is okay. Nothing special. Uh, Chloe had an, or Chloe, <laughs> Cole had a nice flow on it. Um, Lil Jon's put your hood up, have me hype, you know. I was, I was like, Lil Jon's part have me hype, but um, uh, or put your click up, yeah, put your hood up, all that. But and he had, I mean, he had the bars in it. He had like, caught a little um, uh, some Yahweh references, um, or is it um, was it uh, shots popping off y'all laid down, cops chalking off y'all. Li- Cops chalking off y'all legs now. God watching. Hey, Yahweh. My niggas looked up to the sky like we sending them Yahweh. Ha. Good one, Cole. I liked it. You disrespect the most time, such a way. <laughs> okay. Uh, Marlo, what do you think of this one? 
So lyrics weren't thought provoking yet. We're talking about Yahweh. So I'll leave that for the listeners' consideration. <laughs> this so I'm going to come out. I did speak very highly of this when I in my intro. It's unfortunately we have to start on this particular track, but it is the opening track of the song after all. As an intro, it's not very strong. As an intro, it sounds a lot more like a warm-up. I'm willing, if anyone's willing, like if anyone else is willing to reach far enough to say perhaps that was the point, given that Cole is a basketball player. So maybe it was supposed to sound like a warm-up. Mm-hmm. Or an intro that, that to me doesn't strike me as incredibly appropriate. The production is more old-fashioned on this one. You got like this really repetitive horn, horn sampling going on in the background, which has some more a more boom-bap feel to it. Which is why it's very reminiscent of the come up in that in that style, just going over the same same pattern and rip and spitting braggadocious bars, and then the two thousand crunk chant at the end, like if it's in, it's just really dated. So I didn't dislike this song because it was dated. I'm just letting you know what to expect. I disliked this song because it wasn't a very strong punch in. If someone were going to play this album from start to finish, I would I would ask kindly if we could skip the intro because it's not that. It's not that engaging. Well, I just want to get it out of the, I'll just, just to get it out of the way. Um, hundred mil, I think is the worst song on the album by a country mile. If I'm being honest, it really had it. I don't know. It really felt like the closest thing J Cole was going to give us to an average trap song that I would just say, I don't like because it's not, it's too repetitive. And it just sucks because I felt like he's really in his element for the rest of this album. But the production on this one really, I don't know, didn't do it for me. And then kind of the whole thing about just making a lot of money, but not doing it in a way that's funny to me, not doing it in a way where production is interesting or there's a lot of great bars. I've, it's definitely not the worst song I've heard in the world, but it's definitely a step down in quality, in my opinion, from the rest of the album. Mark? Uh, I mean, I don't like this song that much either. It's not the worst song on the album, but I did not like the beat. I thought the beat overall was kind of boring. Though, there were parts of it that picked up, um, like parts of it that amped up a little bit, but for the most part, I kind of found it boring. Uh, Cole's verses were okay. Um, Bass didn't do anything for me. Um, yeah, there, were, there was nothing that when I was listening to the song, like nothing. Oh, well, one line where he says, um... I'm proud of my niggas. They never switch up. Don't care if Michael B. Jordan, that's calling my woman to fuck. She ain't never going to pick up. <laughs> I thought that was a cool line, but other than that, it was a normal song to me. Milo? Oh, I, can I just no. inter- interject here to say I really dis- dislike that. I thought that was hella dumb. Go ahead, uh, Milo. That's my favorite line on the thing. But... So this song is not a cue for me. It's not a skip for me. It's just a let it play. I thought it was it was okay. The hook wasn't catchy to me. It was melodic. It just wasn't catchy, and I don't. I did not like the cadence on the hook. I hate that mumble trap. Like, not that is not my favorite type of cadence. So the hook was not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And this actually is a song I quoted the line: "These uh, these niggas say that they killers, they lying. Mm-hmm. Only thing I see them killing is time." You can debate whether you think lying and time is an appropriate rhyme. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it pass. So uh, the bars were there. As for the delivery, I thought it was a nice fusion of like that mumble trap kind of hook that he was doing 
and he still brought enough of his J. Cole traditional style delivery to keep me engaged. And then they hit me with those Brockhampton ad-libs. It wasn't Brockhampton, but it sounded like something they would do uh, at the end of the song. Other interesting thing about the production, there was a whistle. So that stood out on two listens. Nothing else about the production stood out, but there was somebody was doing a whistle in the background. So I let this song play. It wasn't my favorite, but I definitely wouldn't uh, skip it, as Alan's evaluation suggests, and it, Mark didn't enjoy it at all, so... Um, so my favorite track on here is actually one that was already released. So, um, my favorite track on here is the climb back. Um, I think it's the, be- I don't know, the hardest, but it's the best beat on this entire album, in my opinion, that fucking sample. Oh my God, bro. I lose my shit when I hear that goddamn sample, uh, that like singing sample on the back. It's so beautiful. Um, my roommate doesn't like it. We've debated about this a few times, but I think the song is hard as fuck. And I think the way Cole comes in on it, he comes in with like such a fucking like smooth flow. And then he does a little triple flow real quick. And like, oh, dude, it's like to me, like this is prime Cole. Like I wanted an album with a shit that sounded like this. Like, ah, but I don't know. Milo, what'd you think of the song? It's funny to me that you think this is prime Cole because his beats aren't this eccentric. This beat struck me as more of like a beat Earl sweatshirt. My really, rapper. I would never hear bro over this beat. It sounded a little bit like a CD skipping. Not mm. it was like a perfect loop when they sampled it, but they, I don't know, it it didn't sound like a cold beat. And so this song actually, even though it's a single, and I know you're saying you liked it, 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 it's a skip for me. I I was not feeling it at all. I there were some bars see how I flip like exclamation points but I, I think I feel like he he's used that bar before I'll probably I'll was this song like this song this song was released like a year ago bro like and I feel oh like he God. used it in the sideline story oh I don't know I haven't listened to the album so but I'll have to check I'll have to check but but then so there are bars like that but then there are other bars like sleeping underground like a gopher everything come around like a circle so I respect like how on the track he did kind of come after some people, come after some haters. That's cool. I respect that. But the, like the quirkiness of the production was too distracting for me. And then some of the bars just weren't hitting. Alan. So I'm surprised you guys didn't mention the chorus. Cause this is one of the few tracks on the album that has like a legit chorus that. It's a really good chorus. I like it. I don't like this chorus at yeah. all. And the reason is because it. I mentioned this in some review we were doing a few weeks ago. He has a really kind of monotone delivery where he's like, everything come back around full circle. Why do lies sound pleasant, but the truth hurtful? It's just like following yeah. that same kind of like in between here and here. There's mm-hmm. no going up in the register there's no going I love down autumn delivery so but... and and maybe and you know if if people in the audience kind of like that kind of thing and can get down with it then i can see them really liking this track because i i think it does have some bars on it but for me it really made the track really kind of drag hmm. where i'm not gonna really remember it because it just feels like this kind of long wall of sound where the verses aren't that distinct from the chorus Mm -hmm. and even and which just sucks because i feel like on the rest of the album when we do get choruses it works or we i just wish he had maybe 
used a feature or something here just because it felt really samey to me. And especially for a track that's coming at the end of the album, it it didn't really hit for me. I understand that this was a single. If you you probably already heard this track, but for me it wasn't one of my favorites. And that long growing on feeling is going on for five minutes, y'all. So you wanna take a chance and listen to this one? Buckle your seatbelt. What so, did you guys think about Pride is the Devil? So I'm curious. Pride I'll, is I'll the say oh, I'll say ahead. mine really quick. So he used the same producer that Amina used um, on his last album. So you'll actually notice the guitar track is the exact same from one of Amina's songs on that album. And so if you listen to it and you're just like, why have I heard this before? That's probably why is because he he used the exact same little guitar loop that the that whoever the producer was used there. And this one I like isn't, this one's pretty good. I don't like it. Like you guys know how much I fucking love that Amina album, mm-hmm. but this one, this one's pretty good. I still really do think the tr- the guitar work is really funky. This has this. Oh, this has the fucking fire little baby verse, which I was not not expecting in the slightest. But this is easily my favorite little baby verse that I've ever heard. And it has. Oh, here's another one. Here's an example of a chorus that. I do remember when he's talking about like pride is the devil and he goes through that. We get a lot more of him singing and going above that register of having a chorus that kind of can pull me back in from the monotony of going verse for verse. I think this is an example of using a chorus in a way that works better than it did for the climb back for me. So I actually did like this song. This is one that took a few, I will say it took a couple listens for me to really get into because the first couple times I heard it I was like this is just he's just remixing the Amina song right but once I appreciated the song a little more for what it is once I really listened to Little Baby's verse especially I really got into it and especially for a song where for an album that doesn't have too many choruses I appreciated that this one did Milo so this song when I heard the sample it, I had mixed feelings about it because it, I know J. Cole does this. Like, he'll just lift the whole beat. Like, he did that to Outkast for Land of the Snakes. But I forgot the name of the original song by Outkast, but he just basically just was like, I like that beat, I'm going to use it. And other rappers have done it. So it just, I had mixed feelings because it put that little voice in my head, like, do I like this song or do I just like the beat in the production because I've heard it somewhere else before. I didn't like that kind of cognitive dissonance while I'm listening to a song. But overall, though, this is a cue for me. Cue this song up. Put this on the playlist during the road trip. I think it hits on every level. Obviously, it hits on the production. And it's super fun and super bouncy the way the music goes. But even just the way that he flows and he delivers. And Alan mentioned it. This this hook is great. This hook is great. It's super catchy as well as thought-provoking and how pride can like influence us to make maybe less than favorable decisions or put us in different kind of cycles. So the content is there. Like it hits on all that. You got content, delivery, and music. It's all there. If I wanted, if I had to make a suggestion, I think Wyclef Jean would have been perfect on that hook. Hitting us with that little pride, these idea about like in that little Jamaican accent he likes to do. <laughs> that would have been mwah, chef's kiss. So would you like it if Drake did that in the fake voice? 
Maybe. I'm leaning okay. more towards no, but I'm open-minded. Good. Mark? I thought this is the worst song on the album. Um, I was not a fan of the beat. I was not a fan of the chorus. I really didn't like Lil Baby's verse. I thought he had a better verse on Young Thug's album. I thought he had a better verse. He was on somebody's album. Uh, on 21 Savage's recent album, most recent album, he had a better verse. Um I don't know. I mean, I typically don't like Lil Baby either, but I definitely thought this was one of his worst verses. Um, the only positive is Cole, though. Cole does go ham on this song, though. Uh, I think it was his... No, that's kind of been his last verse then. Uh, how to be his first verse. Um, I thought Cole went hard on it. I thought his, his bars were hard on it. Um, and I like the whole theme of talking about pride. But yeah, for the most part, I thought the beat was lackluster. Baby sounded trash and the Hook didn't grab me. I forgot about it till y'all mentioned it, to be honest. Okay, so we're gonna need to pull up Mark's comments from the Amina album, see if he liked Can't Decide. I didn't. I didn't like the Amina album. Did you like Can't Decide? I didn't like most album. Alan, you got a really good memory. I know you have a good memory. Did he like Can't Decide? Uh, I, I, I was like, I don't know. know. That's like <laughs> Indi- individual song is too much. I know I have starker quality of memory, but that's a little too much. <laughs> Yeah, no, I um, I didn't, I didn't like that album in general. I think I like maybe two songs off that album, so I probably didn't. Okay, it was it was said on this podcast that I Milo have no vibe whatsoever, and yet the bounciest <laughs> and most fun song on this project, like this is everybody stop eating, get off of the picnic table, the come dance. Here, well, is, recently it's been it's been the twilight zone on this podcast recently. I feel like where. Mark, last week, you were more into the, like, the old school rap album I made everyone listen to, like, from fucking 2003, and then Milo's out here, and you're liking the, like, the Amine remix track from an album <laughs> straight out of 2021. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here, but you guys are switching roles. I kind of like it, though. Any other standout songs I think I might have? So, Let Go My Hand was a cue for me. I'll let someone else go first. Uh, my notes were, this sounds more like a legit Cole song. Uh, this was the first one where I noted that. Like, the first song, and this what, four tracks to the end? <laughs> um, I would listen to this song, and, like, he's telling a cool, cohesive story. You know, he's really, um, uh, uh, the lyrics aren't like every bar, every couple of lines aren't changing. Like, like this is what, I mean, I think, and once again, like it's this album isn't a bad album by no means. This is still doper than a lot of albums, but it's just like, you're J Cole. Like when you're set an expectation, like, I mean, I think Kendrick's obviously the Messiah for the 2010s, but the only alternative possibly I was given was to Cole. Like, I think he's the only alternative. And to me, this makes it less likely now. Like I would never anywhere in anywhere in any situation consider this a top um top album of his career. I would never consider this a top album of 2021, even though we're only halfway through the year. It's not even a top album of 2021. Um and so whereas when Kendrick drops something, it's 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 goaded, you know, immediately. And so um yeah, I don't know, which is lackluster. All I have to say, sorry. Let Go of My Hand is the first song where, you know, it just it feels like something that I would really expect from J. Cole, and it just feels J. Cole quality. I think that's just most of the album does not feel Cole quality until you get more to the last four or five tracks. Then you start feeling like more typical J. Cole songs. 
J. Cole that I know. I, I made a mistake yesterday. I was talking to somebody else about this album, and um, I was telling them that I expected something more from 2014 Forest Hill Drive or KOD type something, but uh, and I said how this just sounded like a mixtape, and then my friend said, yeah, but I, like, do you listen to old Cole? Like, that was all he did back in the day, just hard beats and hard bars, and like, it wasn't until I think he said Born Center that he started getting more conceptual. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, because I don't listen to old Cole, so like, if he's just kind of returning to his roots, okay, whatever, but like, I think he definitely peaked around the 2014 Forest Hill Drive era and, you know, carried it on a little bit. But I don't know. I think he's too talented <laughs> to, like, just spit bars like a normal rapper, in my opinion. But Alan? Yeah, I, I, I really disagree about this song because I think this song is really good. We, One of you guys had That's mentioned what I said. that you... Oh, this is... You like that this was the <laughs> exception on the album. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Okay. This is a good song. Yeah. So in that case, I do agree. This song is really good. If you, if you do like, like he had mentioned 2014 Forest Hill or For Your Eyes Only, if you're me, this feels a lot closer to it. We have a lot of like, and well, now he has features on it coming on and singing with, with Black is coming in and doing the part where he sings like about Soldier's song, which I think you could have just called this Soldier's song because that's what I'm going to walk away from remember, remembering is that kind of thing he was singing about the soldier song but i appreciated like the lyricism when he's talking about like like when you say j cole in his prime this is what i think of too where he's talking about hey when i was a little kid i was scared of getting beat up i would i'd have to get in these fights and then to protect my pride i'd have to do it i never wanted to fight but you kind of you have to or else people are going to push you around and that kind of introspection i really liked and then thinking i don't want that same kind of life for my son i gotta protect him from all the shit but then his son comes around and says dad let go of my hand i'm my own man i'm gonna grow up to be myself that's a whole that's a whole different kind of level than i think most rappers are willing to go to the kind of thing that's not just i'm gonna protect my son but i need to step away from my son and kind of let him to be his own man that shows a lot of maturity from from where J. Cole has grown. And so I think it hits on a chorus level. It hits on an introspective rap level. This The song is definitely one of the best on the album for me. So big hit. Milo? So this particular song, once again, succeeds in all categories as far as substance, delivery, and the production. So the production is is magnificent. You've got this these saxophones. They're just, they're, they're sick. It's It's great. And the melody has this, it's bluesy. It has a bluesy feel to it, but it's it's got a little bounce to it, like like a like a fat rump. So then at the end, on the tail end, you've got this OVO piano outro. Like just think, I want you. I'm gonna take you back to take you back to Barbin's room, and you know the little piano, all that stuff. You got Marvel a little bit of that sprinkled. Marvel room is like top three Drake songs for me. Thank you. Somehow we're always going back to early Drake on this yeah. podcast. Not somehow, it's because of this nigga, bro. Like, <laughs> Blame it on Cole. He, I know, he, he I put know. the piano on there. And this is the song with the P. Diddy vocals. So the production is is, is a tapestry of beauty. Mm-hmm. And then the hook, gorgeous. The vocals, incredible. If if people who are out there who rock with Kanye and listen to Life of Pablo, there's a song, St. Pablo, with, with this guy named Sampha on it. And he hits you with these, you know, if you're looking for the club and the nice guy, looking for God in your nightlife, like that, the same, same, hit the same. So the hook was great. 
as far as musically the the content alan spoke to that and the kind of like male machismo that can get you it that that can be a little toxic at times and the delivery the way he actually raps it was in lockstep with the beat like logic logic talks himself up on this little biography or whatever talking about how he just like listens to the groove and and speaks to that whether or not you think that's true i think this is a excellent example of a, a rapper working for the beat like the sabbath being made for man moving forward excellent song as for the album so i just want to take a take a second to address like this album going back to what i said this album is not bad my biggest criticism criticism of this album is that how long we've waited for it it's not groundbreaking but it's still high tier quality like this Ah. is this is still high tier quality it's cold doing what he does with a little bit of extra flavor on it there there is a little bit of of spice and pizzazz and novelty to it but not enough better than 2014 do i think this is better than 2014 for so drive yeah yeah yes wow, the, wow. So, okay shit at any rate yeah the novelty to it isn't enough though to make it like mind-blowing or earth-shattering so if you're going into this having waited this long expecting something that's just going to change your reality with all of these crazy new directions that's not what's going to happen but if you want high tier quality rap j cole has delivered that and he delivers the delivers that on this album Want to talk about the interlude? That was also a single from this. I like the interlude. That's another of the maybe three songs I liked off this album. Um, and this, once again, was another single. Um, but I thought it was really good. I thought this beat was hard as hell Like when I first heard it. Um, Cole's flow on it is dope. Uh, hit a line. Why the EMT has got to carry her baby like surrogate mothers? Mm, I love that line. That was a great line. <laughs> um, but yeah, and what's what's also interesting is that like this really actually I think functionally does kind of work as a interlude. Not that the song sounds like an interlude itself, but that like it is a break in the album that is like an actual shift. Except I think what was it? The song right before this is the one we just had right, let go of my hand, right? So except for let go of my hand, all the songs previous to interlude sound more mixtape cole. All the songs after interlude, which are only three. Uh, except for let go of my hand sound like album cold to me uh and so i i really like the like tail end of this album if the tell if the whole album sounded more like the tail end of this album i'd be very happy but um it doesn't but yeah all that to say i think interlude really kind of marks a shift in like how he was like rapping in this album just real fast so for those of you out there listening who may find that you side more with mark on the discussion so far as someone who really enjoyed this there yes there is an energy shift even i on both my listens noticed there was a shift in energy like the beginning of this album is not as high as the tail end so maybe you know maybe you just want to punch in about halfway through i would say at let go my hand or a song earlier Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you listen to like '95 South or Mari or you know, Applying Pressure, a lot of these songs, a lot of these different uh, songs, even though they might have like a deeper theme, the lyrics are still kind of pretty braggadocia. I'm a better rapper than you. You all rappers are trash. You rappers are short. You can't bowl like I could do, which we'll get to him 
J. Cole and balling in a second. But um, it's just, I don't know. He has a lot of that type of like braggadocia vibe of like, I'm bigger and better than all y'all, you know? Whereas when you get more towards the end, towards these like seemingly more serious songs, um, you you get a less, I mean, you still get some braggadocia lyrics, but you get a lot less of them. And you get Cole more on his like prophet slash like preaching kind of stance um, or mood, I should say. Um, and I always appreciate, I always appreciate that Cole way more than braggadocia Cole. Um, and so, yeah, but continue. What did Alan think of the interlude? Well, ne- okay. So I'm not muted. Okay. I first want to speak to what you guys were saying. I really liked mo. I mean, not as much as the second half, but I did appreciate the first half of the album a lot more. Mm-hmm. It, it hella brought me back to the two thousands, like, and I, we've talked about this i love 2000s rap and you know fucking get cameron to cameron to come on and get little john i think the energy is just perfect for that and when i look at the album cover of like a basketball hoop that's on fire like i want that kind of energy even though you think of like the first track off 2014 forest hills drive where he's asking all these questions and there's kind of like a jazz sample going on that's cool but I also like this. I also like, hey, if the fucking backboard's on fire, then we're going to get little John yelling. And we're going to mm-hmm. get talking about how much money I made, talking about how I outsold your 30-track album. But the interlude, as I'm getting to now, I do agree, is that shift into the more introspective kind of rap cold. And I feel like it was kind of a weird decision to release a track called Inter... Like, even just to release a track called Interlude as a single is kind of weird because it gave us this kind of not entirely accurate feel of the whole album. But as far as the song goes itself, I think the production on this is really good. He chose it as a single for a, for a reason. It is catchy and it does kind of get stuck in your head. I, I don't know. Uh, I also liked it. I don't have too much to add other than what you guys did. I like, I liked the, um, the Pimpsey and the Nipsey hustle shout outs towards the end. That was cool. I don't know. I don't have too much to say other than I did like it. I guess, so, Alan, were there any other songs, any other tracks that stood out to you? So we talked about Price the Devil, Look on My Hand, Climb Back. No, you guys just want to go to the last song, Hunger on the Hillside? Sure. Yeah, because this is, I don't know, this is a good way to to wrap up for me. I, Mark, I hope that you did feel like this track gave you a little bit of the more introspective cold to wrap up with a little bit, because I definitely feel like it did, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, and, 100%. Yeah, and when I, like, the last track is all, on an album is always going to be important, but even, even though he doesn't, like, end, he's not the one to end literally the album, but I think his name is Bass or Bass. He comes in with almost what I would call a poem when he says, can't be afraid of sunlight, spotlights, when it glows, all the pain you hold makes you worth your weight in gold. I feel like that's a great way to end an album that was so much thematically about like the first half having this braggadocious kind of like putting on this rapper gangster lifestyle. And then the second half, we have tracks where he's talking about, hey, I used to do that. I used to be a gangbanger and get in fights. I never really liked doing it. So an album that's so much focused on 
self-doubt and overcoming self-doubt and becoming kind of the person that you really are. I felt like this track was a great way to send people off on a positive note. And I don't know, it just felt like a great kind of wrap up to me. I don't have anything beyond like, it left me with like positive vibes and from an album that really made me have positive vibes most of the whole time. I think it was just a great closer. Mark? Yeah, no, I thought this was a good song. Um, the beat wasn't my favorite beat, but it was still pretty well. Cole spitting again. Um, that will, that's what they can definitely say. Throughout this whole album, never is there a problem with Cole spitting. Like, his flows are almost always on point. I don't think it's, I don't think there's a single comment out about any song about Cole's rapping not being quality. So, his rapping is on point no matter what I've said previously about this album. So, yeah, Beat is okay. Cole spit. Uh, as, as you kind of already hinted, like, this feels like album mode Cole to me. This feels this this feels like what I expected. This feels like the quality I expected from Cole. Um, and yeah, I just thought uh, the very introspective, very conscious lyrics. Um, and I don't know. I just I really like it. I thought it was good. Uh, I didn't think it was the best closer though. I actually think the song before it closed sounded like a better closer. Um, but yeah, this is the motto. So for a, an album that didn't have the strongest intro, I think this is a pretty strong outro. When you throw strings and a really like punchy kick over some production, you're on your way to starting a pretty, you know, starting an outro that's going to have pretty large impact, pretty heavy impact on the person listening to it. So the production struck me as a good way to bookend an album. And then they, once again, with the Brockhampton type ad-libs toward the end of the song, put a, I think chance even put a choir or something on the end of the, the song on acid rap at the end of the album so at any rate so the production was on point the substance was on point i hear even some lines in there like look through you like a tupac hologram i think like he there are a lot of similes in here that i think are, are thought provoking as well as just some of the lines he says outright and his delivery once again i said like there's a little bit of flavor on his traditional style so when he's singing on this, it actually at some some point started to sound a little bit like Young Thug, the way that they did the effects on his voice and the trap style type of cadence he was doing with his singing on this track. So that's that little extra element that differentiates it from just straight No Chaser Cole. Thought it was a strong outro. And that said, time to bust out the spiceometer and evaluate the whole project as a whole. So... Alan? Yeah, this thing's a spicy. I, I once again find myself in the weird position where I feel like on some level I'm defending J. Cole, where he is, he always, a lot of his fans like to say he's underrated, which on a mainstream level I think I agree with. I don't think he's underrated. But his fans seem to say he's like as good as Kendrick Lamar, which I also don't agree with. So, I don't know. I find myself again in that same kind of middle position, but this album I can say I really, really liked. And there were only a couple songs that I didn't like. I, I did. I liked that he came in with features. You guys know I dig kind of the, the old school 2000s rap shit. So I like that. I like that here on the first half. I liked getting more of the, more of the four year eyes only, more of the 2014 Forest Hill kind of on the second half after the interlude so for me this is this is a spicy i don't i don't like it quite as much as the brockhampton album 
but this is easily very, very good. So spicy. Mark? <coughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going to give this a kind of spicy. Um, it's still a, I'm giving it kind of spicy because it's, it's not what I expect in turn is terms of sound nor quality if it was just not what i expect in terms of sound that'd be one thing but the quality just does not feel there i think that's my biggest gripe with it it's i feel like any rapper could have put out this album like when i hear kendrick i don't want i want you to make an album that i can't hear from another rapper because you are that talented when i hear j cole i want to hear an album that i can't get from another rapper because you're that talented this sounds like this could have been a 21 Savage album, a Lil Baby album, a name the who the fuck ever album. There's just like nothing about this really sounded unique except for a few of the tracks like the Climb Black interlude, you know, stuff like that. Even let, let go of my hand. Like those sounded definitely more cool. But for the whole first, you know, two thirds of this album, it's, it sounds like a mixtape that any other person who could really spit put out. Like he's spitting bars. And if you like mixtape Cole and you just want to hear Cole versus some like dope beats, do go for it. Like this, you will love this album. It will you he spits throughout the entire thing. So uh you'll love it. But yeah, just in terms of what I'm looking for for Big Cole, this wasn't it. I'd much rather prefer a 2014 Forest Hill Drive or even a KOD over this. Milo? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and give this album a kind of spicy. So the thing is, if I have to use like a Gordon Ramsay kind of comparison, so Gordon Ramsay on his show, right, you're looking for the newest thing, like what's going to happen on this episode. Like it's all about like finding novelty that's just something you've never seen before, or whether that's with the food, with the restaurant, how he talks to the people, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, if you're just chilling with Gordon Ramsay at his house, you know, it's just him at his house in his element doing what he does best, which is cooking food. So that food is still going to be high quality. Like it's Gordon Ramsay, the chef, but this is a night at his house. Like we're not trying to impress him. We're not trying to, you know, change our understanding of the universe as we know it. So it's still top tier, but if it had had that mind blowing groundbreaking element, then I would have given it like a good, like a solid spicy and just some other comments to close. I do think I do not think that this is an album that you could get from another rapper just to bring up 21 Savage, for instance, the kind of bars you're going to get from J Cole are dead over across like the start of Christianity. The kind of bars you're going to get from 21 Savage are I see chicken. Y'all niggas is breasting me. Okay. Okay. Maybe J maybe 21 Savage wasn't the best example, <laughs> but you could get this shit from other rappers. J Cole or 21 Savage is the best example, but uh, uh, McJenkins would have given you a line like <laughs> that, like that guy line. And another, just another example, like Nas, Nas, who have, I'm just gonna say it. I feel like he's he's clawing after relevance. Sorry, I said it. We can That's debate true. it. I know, even I respect him. He tried <sighs> to give us a little bit of a trap, old school fusion on King's Disease, and it was garbage. But J Cole did it here, and he did it better. So I don't think you're gonna get this. And then it's just a J. Cole's voice, like that raspiness coming straight out the trenches. You're not going to get that. At any rate, Alan, take us out. Oh, Alan yeah. already did. That's the end. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I know. I did, I did want to throw one more thing in. I feel like, like, Mark, we've talked about rap for a long time since we were in college. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like part of the reason that I ended up liking this album more than you is because you were more into the older J. Cole than I was. 
mm-hmm. where I don't feel like I came in with those same expectations for getting that same instrumental quality, for example, because the production is one thing I can definitely see your criticisms as being mm-hmm. totally valid. I mean, honestly, that's probably where like the, 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 like, I would probably probably like 50%. I mean, not like in this album is probably yeah, just a production, which is a completely valid criticism. But like I always say when it's, a old school 2000s boom back you know i fucking like it so mm-hmm. i don't know give it a listen for yourself i do recommend it at the very least we all gave it at least a kind of spicy so the quality is there the quality is for sure there oh well but, fine. we didn't we didn't talk about the song but i do just real quick want to say there was a song that i did actually really like on the first half and that was amari Mm. Just oh, that's, that's the only one though. that was the one that had it that, i think the music video just dropped I had a really hard beat on it and a dope flow um oddly enough i wasn't a fan of where he started kind of little singing a little bit on the song but uh i did think that one had a hard as like even though it still sounded like mixtape ish it was it was the beat was hard so like i just couldn't deny it <laughs> um yeah i liked i liked that one too and so without further ado speaking of songs we like we need to pick two tracks for the Hungry Hip Hop Album Appetizers playlist. Milo, why don't you hit us with two tracks? Oh, Pride is the Devil. Oh, no. no question. And Let Go of My Hands. Those are my two choices. Alan? Hold on. I'm pulling up the track list one more time because those are definitely two songs I do like but I want to make sure I don't want to pick anything else so you said let go of my hand and pride is the devil Milo mm-hmm. either of which are singles yeah wow. see I, I feel bad just kind of fucking choosing the same two songs you do but I'm going to choose those same two songs Mark I feel like the conclusion is already known, but why don't you let us know? Yeah, uh, mine would have been the climb back and probably Amari, actually. Climb back and Amari would have been my two. Nice. Okay, so in that case, we will be adding Let Go My Hand and Pride is the Devil, tracks seven and eight, to the Hungry Hip Hop album and playlist. Make sure you're ch- checking up on that. This is our 50th episode. That means these are, if I'm not mistaken, 99 and 100 tracks on the on the playlist so you got to get multiple multiple hours to listen to it um and this is two and this is two tracks that i think are pretty pretty good because the quality of that mixtape is going to go up and go down with the stuff we with the stuff we review in my opinion this is this is a good one Mm -hmm. and so we were talking a lot about 2008 2009 early days back then on this podcast we're doing that again when we review next week Nicki Minaj's revisiting of her Beam Me Up Scotty mixtape which I'm just looking and it had some wild features on it we got Drake we got Lil Wayne so Nicki Minaj next week it's going to be good I have never actually listened to this so it's going to be brand new to me with the whole new mixing and stuff but tune in and thanks for listening have a good one ciao